This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Raven Up podcast. Thanks to all the listeners out there and all the followers who have been supporting since day one of this podcast. Thanks to everyone who is still listening as we unfortunately wind down the NFL regular season this week. This past Sunday, it was another painful, just unfortunate Sunday afternoon watching the Ravens fall for a fifth straight game. The first ever five-game losing streak for head coach John Harbaugh. The Ravens, it, it stinks because they actually played pretty well on Sunday and easily could have won this game. But we'll break down what did go wrong and what made the Ravens fall to the Rams. And ultimately, this loss is just crippling for the Ravens' playoff chances. But we we'll are look forward to the game on Sunday. Both the Ravens and the Steelers are still mathematically alive in the playoff race, but probably are not going to get in. It's still the Ravens-Steelers, and while it may be a little not up to the standards of this rivalry, it's still a big game. The Ravens, we still want to beat the Steelers every time we play them, and even though we're a long shot to make the playoffs, I think as of right now we're at like a 3% chance We'll break down what needs to go right for the Ravens to make the playoffs, and we'll also look ahead a little bit into 2022 and see what's in store for the Ravens then. So thanks again. I appreciate everyone out there who's been a follower, been a listener of this podcast. If you're not following us on Twitter, make sure to follow at RavenUpPodcast. Let's get into our episode. Man, Sunday, it was tough. The past five weeks have been tough. And Sunday was no different. It really just felt like if we could find a way to win this game, find a way to beat the Rams that would be sitting in pretty good shape to sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. Even though we weren't going to win the division, we still had a chance with all the injuries, even with Lamar out the past couple of weeks. If we could just find a way to win, we'd be sitting in a pretty good spot. And for three quarters of this game, even into the fourth quarter, the Ravens were looking pretty good in this game like I said they did a lot of things right they were forcing turnovers early I mean that was something the Ravens have barely done the past couple of weeks Chuck Clark had the two interceptions uh, in the first half very early he had the pick six and then he had the second interception and it was like man the Ravens are like they're forcing turnovers that was the key for me going into this game was the Rams the games they've lost Stafford has been turning the ball over. So after that pick six and then after another interception, it was like, all right, you know, uh, this might be our game. The v- the Ravens defense is finally forcing some turnovers. We might have a chance here. Ravens offense moved the ball decently well. After that second interception from Chuck Clark, the Ravens got the ball back at, I think it was like their four or five yard line after, uh, again, the second Chuck Clark interception. The Ravens drove the ball 90 yards down the field, got to, I believe it was first and goal from the eight, then had to settle for a 22-yard Justin Tucker field goal. And that was the difference in this game. We're kind of getting into what went wrong as we continue to break down the rest of the game, but the Ravens just could not finish in the red zone. They ended up not scoring a single touchdown on offense, just Really hard to win a game, no matter how good your defense is playing, if you cannot offensively score a touchdown. So 
The Ravens, though, they were up at that point, gave them a 10-0 lead, and then one key, key play, and the Rams turned it into more, but the Ravens get the ball back in in the two-minute drill, and Tyler Huntley throws an interception where he's not on the same page as Marquise Hollywood Brown. That was tough. That was tough. I think it looked like Huntley thought that Marquise was going to break his route off towards the sideline and tried to throw him open. Hollywood wasn't on the same page, thought it was just a straight go route, and Huntley threw a bad interception. And then I think it was like three plays later, the Rams score a touchdown. It was a 10-0 game, potentially. I say the Ravens just kick a field goal. They go up at the half 13-0, and wow, it's a so much different game. The Rams, like I said, they scored a touchdown three plays later. It's 10 to 7. The Ravens did get a field goal. They got the ball back with like a minute left. They did get a field goal out of that drive to make it a 13 to 7 lead at the half. And they did capture some of that momentum that they had lost. But if they went into the half up 13 0, I feel really good about their chances to, to win this game based off how they played in the first half. But 13 7 at half, and then the Rams get the ball to start the second half. They come out swinging and moving the ball right down the field. But again, the turnovers come back to hurt the Rams. Tyus Bowser makes a nice play. And almost as Matt Stafford is like ducking under him, he knocks the ball out. Justin Houston recovers. And then the Ravens move the ball decently well, only kick a field goal, though. So they're looking good. They're looking pretty good. And then it comes down to like, hey, this offense, they got the ball back with like 10 minutes left. They're up. I think it was like 19 to 14. They're moving the ball down the field. They get in the red zone. It was first in goal from the five, and they couldn't punch it in. Couldn't punch it in from the five. And then they got to, I think, second and goal from the two. They and Again, couldn't score a touchdown. It was the difference in this game. The Ravens settled for a field goal to give them, it was a, a what, 19 to 14 lead at that point. The Rams get the ball back go takes them about three and a half minutes to go down the field and score a touchdown. The Ravens had him in a fourth and five. Couldn't stop Odell Beckham from moving the chains. And then a next play later, he scores a touchdown. That was tough to watch. And then what was even harder to watch was the Ravens attempt. It was like, man, all we needed was a field goal because we stopped them from scoring the two point conversion. All we needed was a field goal. You have the best kicker in the NFL probably the best kicker in NFL history. And we were checking the ball down three straight plays. Checking the ball down is fine at times, but when you only have one timeout, it was like we went, let's see, uh, four yards to Mark Andrews, five yards to DuVernay, third down was incomplete, fourth down was four yards to Mark Andrews. And it's just like, man, we got to throw the ball down the field at some point. I understand the Rams are trying to take that away, but in that situation, you're not going to be able to throw the ball five yards down the field and get into field goal position. Obviously, Von Miller had the devastating strip sack, and at that point, the game was over. So, really unfortunate that the Ravens, like I said, they did a lot of things right in this game. They were forcing turnovers. Their running game was just eating the clock up and keeping the ball out of Matt Stafford's hands. Cooper Cup had a nice day, but they weren't letting him just repeatedly torch them defensively, and without... The Ravens settling for field goals, they probably win this game. If they score one touchdown offensively, I'm saying the Ravens win this game and are in a pretty good spot for a playoff berth. So it's just so unfortunate that this is how the season comes down. And listen, it's been a tough season. We've talked a lot about the injuries, but this team has battled. But I just would have liked them to find a way to win one of these games. Five games in a row that you've lost. Uh, Well, the one Bengals game was not very close, but four of these five games have been just 
so close, coming down to one or two plays, and unfortunately the Ravens just haven't been able to do it. Um, Tyler Huntley played pretty well, besides, as I've talked about, not leading a touchdown drive, but he went 20 for 32, 197 yards. He did throw that one interception that was costly. Devontae Freeman had a pretty nice day on the ground, 14 carries for 76 yards. He had a nice like 30-yard run uh, late in, the, I think it was the third quarter. The Ravens ran for 165 yards, too, so Tyler Huntley had a few nice carries. Latavius Murray had 30 yards, so pretty successful day rushing the ball. Pass catchers, really, it was Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. Andrews had another nice day, six catches for 89 yards. Shout out to him for breaking the Ravens' single-season receiving yards uh, record, especially for a tight end. I mean, that guy's just a beast. I think I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago, but wouldn't be surprised at all. And it looks like he will lead all tight ends in receiving yards for the season. Love seeing him break out this year into true uh, top of the tight end status. And then Rashad Bateman, seven catches, 58 yards. A pretty nice day for him. Had 10 targets, so he was pretty busy. Marquise Brown was three for 28. I just, I don't know what's going on with Marquise. I think he's been open at times and he's just been missed, but just pretty quiet last like three, four weeks for him. It seems like he really does miss Lamar and the connection that they had early on. So just wanted to kind of go over some key thoughts, takeaways, frustrations from that game on Sunday. Defensively, like I said, the Ravens played, they played pretty well. I mean, they gave up 20 points to a team that's averaging like 29, 30 points per game. The Rams are 12 and four. And the Ravens, really, they played pretty well. They forced three turnovers. If you would have told me we forced three turnovers, I'm saying we win this game, and we very uh, likely should have. So it was tough to watch, and it just kind of like sums up our season, honestly, that it was a valiant effort. They played hard, but in the end, uh, it just wasn't meant to be. Another thing I did want to hit on, the Ravens' offensive line just giving up, I think it was five total sacks. We just got dominated in the trenches. We took some key sacks where – we really just needed a positive play or couldn't afford to take a 10-yard loss that really kind of defined a couple key moments. Uh, Devin DuVernay was open in the back of the end zone on one of those uh, possessions where the Ravens settled for a field goal. And with a little bit more time in the pocket, in the, in the pocket, excuse me, Tyler Huntley can make a much better throw. I mean, it was a terrible throw to begin with. It shouldn't have even been that bad, but he missed Devin DuVernay. So the Ravens definitely lost this game in the trenches, I would say. It was a big part of it. But, hey, this is the Ravens season. We knew from the get-go with all these injuries, it was going to be tough. And the Ravens, the oh boy, they have made it tough. But let's look forward a little bit, talk about the game on Sunday. So last game of the season, the Ravens are sitting at 8-8. Eight and eight. Before this year, with the extra game added, we would be 8-8, eight and eight, 500 season, and it's over. But with one game left to play, the Ravens are either going to be 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight and nine. So... It's either going to be a winning season or a losing season. I just kind of find that interesting. But as I said earlier, you know, normally for Ravens-Steelers, it's it's a pretty big matchup. At this late in the season, it's normally deciding the division. But uh, this year is a little bit different. Obviously, the Steelers haven't had a great year. Ravens, as we've discussed, have been pretty hot and cold and very cold recently. Uh, it will be Ben Roethlisberger's probably his last game of his career. So Ravens fans would love nothing more than to spoil that. Uh, Terrell Suggs is going to be honored at this game. I think it's pretty smart on the Ravens' uh, part to have Terrell Suggs, who has gone and fought many battles against Ben Roethlisberger, 
obviously a lot of attention on him. And then the Ravens are saying, well, let's uh, put some of that attention on Terrell Suggs. I just think that's uh, pretty funny for them and a good move. Uh, I like that a lot. But yeah, so big game on Sunday. Uh, the Ravens defense should match up pretty well against the Steelers offense. They really do not scare me at all. Najee Harris is uh, super talented, really good running back, but just has nowhere to run. So I think the Ravens can make their offense pretty one dimensional if they can keep Najee Harris contained in the running game and then force Ben to beat you deep, you know, keep everything in front of you. I think he threw he threw the ball 50 some times for like under 200 yards in the first half. He had I think it was like 33 attempts for 98 yards. I mean, those numbers are just like hard to believe. He can't push the ball downfield, so I think the Ravens will hold up pretty well uh, defensively against the Steelers' offense, and it's just going to be a matter of can the Ravens score points? You know, They're going to move the ball, and it's going to come down to can they score touchdowns in the red zone. Tyler Huntley, if I had to guess, is probably going to be starting come Sunday. I'm recording this Wednesday night, and Lamar has not practiced, and it just seems like while, yes, the Ravens are mathematically alive, it seems like they'd be rushing Lamar back for a game that – Probably just, I don't know, it seems like probably not going to go our way in terms of getting into the playoffs. You know, I would love to have Lamar in this type of game, but I just don't see it happening. So it's going to come down to, can Tyler Huntley put the ball in the end zone? Can the Ravens offense score touchdowns? I think Mark Andrews is in line for another big game. He's just incredibly hot. I don't think the Steelers will be able to really do too much to stop him from getting his yards. Would love to see uh, Rashad Bateman continue his solid play and, continue to just show the Ravens that he will be ready for a larger role in this offense come next year and with a fully healthy offseason. And I'd love to see Marquise Brown kind of go out on a hot note. As I said, the past three, four weeks have been pretty slow, pretty quiet for him, really since Lamar has been out. Would love to see him and Tyler Hunley hook up on a nice deep connection and just kind of give him some momentum heading into the offseason um, as well. I mentioned earlier there's has to be a lot of things that go right for the Ravens to make the playoffs. So let me pull this up. I'm going to get it right and read it to you. So give you exactly how it is. But at first, it starts obviously with beating the Steelers. The Ravens have not won a game in several, several weeks. So again, we got to beat the Steelers first. We're see, you know, whatever we need. We need to be the Steelers. Let's be the Steelers. But then in the Sunday night game, this won't be until eight o'clock. The Chargers need to lose to the Raiders. So we're going to be Raiders fans. We need the Raiders to beat the Chargers. I could see that one happening. The it, it's, it's a toss up to me. That's a 50 50 game. Justin Herbert and the Chargers uh, have a really good team, really good offense with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. But I mean, the Ravens pounded them 34 to six earlier this year. So doesn't tell me they're that amazing and then the Raiders you never know with them they've gotten hot over the past couple weeks Derek Carr is playing a lot better so we're going to be rooting for the Raiders come Sunday night we also need the Dolphins to lose to the Patriots very likely could happen Patriots will be playing for seeding they can still win the division so we need them to play hard and beat the Dolphins could very likely see that happening and then what is most difficult to imagine the Colts need to lose to the Jaguars I think it's like a 15-point spread. The Colts are favored by like 15 points, but I tweeted this out. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. They play there every year. One year, I think they did play in London, but they play in Jacksonville every year, minus one, since 20. Every year, they haven't won since 2014. 
super weird. Something's obviously going on there. So, hey, crazier things have happened. Maybe the Colts continue to lose, find ways to lose in Jacksonville. The Dolphins, I could easily see them losing to the Patriots. The Chargers, yeah, that's a toss-up. I could see them losing to the Raiders. So, hey, crazier things have happened. All those things could happen. Will it happen? Probably not. It's probably not going to happen. The Ravens, they might even lose. I'm not even super confident we're going to win come Sunday. But, hey, let's see what happens. The last week of the regular season can get just, like, really weird and crazy things happen sometimes and hey who's to say it might not happen again come week i guess this is 18 now in the regular season who's to say it might not things get a little weird and yeah we will we're, we're gonna see what happens come sunday one last thing i wanted to get into looking forward to 2022 this is how you know it's like man it's been a tough year i'm not normally ready to talk about next year yet but uh here we are just kind of had this thought in my mind the Ravens' weapons, specific, specifically their skill players, skill position players, they have, I would say, easily assembled their best group of skill position players in many, many years, especially as we head into next year. I talked about it earlier, but Mark Andrews obviously has had his breakout year and has put himself in the absolute top tier of tight ends. I mean, I'd say he's the best tight end in football right now. Yeah, I'm not even going to defend myself there. Best tight end in football. Having him as a weapon next year, going into next year, he's been extended. He's under contract long-term is a great feeling. So you got Mark Andrews at tight end, obviously great pass catcher, and is a much improved Brock blocker as well. Hollywood Brown has gotten better each and every year in the league. As I mentioned a couple times, he has quieted down over the past few weeks with Lamar Jackson out at quarterback, but he's continued and gotten better each and every year in the NFL. Hollywood is a, I would say, a starting wide receiver one, wide receiver two in the NFL. You know, he's a guy who can can beat his man more often than not, and he's a good wide receiver in this league. Rashad Bateman has had a promising rookie season. He missed the first five or six weeks, has come back, and nothing crazy. You know, he hasn't put up eye-popping numbers, but he has shown that he can win one-on-one at this level in the NFL. He can be that outside receiver that the Ravens have lacked for so long. So Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, I mean, that's not an earth-shattering one-two duo right now in the NFL, but with continued improvement in this offseason, I feel pretty comfortable with those guys as our starting wide receivers next year. And then also improved depth overall. Devin DuVernay, uh, James Prochet, Tylen Wallace have all flashed at times this year. Those guys aren't going to, you know, go go put up 800, 900,000 yards next year. But those guys are solid guys that you can count on as a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, wide receiver five to, to play some snaps and to pick up some yards and make some big catches when needed. So the Ravens have put a lot of resources into their wide receiver room over the past several drafts, and it's really starting to pay off. And then lastly, how about a healthy return for J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards at running back? Those guys were due for a big year this year, in my opinion. J.K. Dobbins in his second year in the league was just, I think, ready to just have a coming out party, maybe not quite to a Jonathan Taylor level because he was going to share carries with Gus Edwards, but I could easily see him breaking out to almost the point that Jonathan Taylor has this year with the Colts. And then Gus Edwards, he's been so consistent each and every year in the league. The guy is one of the most underrated running backs in football. So, hey, you're looking at Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, 
good depth with Duvernay, Prochet, Tylen Wallace, and then J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and then not to mention the best running quarterback of all time, Lamar Jackson, what he can give you as a as a runner. Those are a pretty pretty good group of weapons, I would say, for the Ravens as we look forward to 2022. So I don't even know what got me thinking about that, but it's just a good good feeling going into the offseason, knowing that the Ravens probably won't have to answer tons of questions about their wide receivers, their tight ends, um, Nick Boyle, and um, I, I don't know exactly what his role might be. He's fought back really hard um, with injuries, but you know, obviously having him as a blocker, Patrick Ricard as a just top-of-the-line fullback, um, those obviously aren't super skill position guys, but hey, the Ravens have some weapons on offense. They do need to figure out the offensive line, specifically the tackle positions. Need to have Ronnie Stanley come back, figure out that right tackle spot. But hey, give this guys, give these guys a good offensive line, and they have some weapons who can do some damage. So just kind of had me thinking 2021 has been a tough year, but 2022 things won't be so bad as long as the Ravens can stay healthy. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think about these weapons that I just talked about. Let me know how you're feeling about the game on Sunday. Are you in full let's beat the Steelers mode, would never root for the Ravens to lose, or are you team NFL mock draft season and want the Ravens to lose to get the best draft pick possible? I think the Ravens are somewhere around 16th or 17th right now to pick in the draft. If they lose, I think they can get as high as like 12 or 13, which should be pretty nice, but I'd still rather beat the Steelers come Sunday. Never want to see this team lose and would love to see them go out with the win. So again, thank you all for listening. Hope everyone has started their new year off well. Tune in next week for another episode as we recap the NFL and the Ravens regular season. Thanks so much.